Carol looked at the three interviewers in blank incomprehension. You want me to do a role play for you? She said, trying not to sound as incredulous as she felt. Morgan tugged the lobe of his ear. I know it seems a little unusual. Carol couldn't stop her eyebrows rising. I was under the impression that I was being interviewed for the job I applied for. Europol liaison officer with NCIS. Now I'm not sure what's going on. Thorson nodded understandingly. I appreciate your confusion, Carol, but we need to evaluate your undercover capabilities. Morgan interrupted her. We have an ongoing intelligence gathering operation that crosses European frontiers. We believe you have a unique contribution to make to that operation, but we need to be sure that you have what it takes to carry it through, that you can walk in someone else's shoes without tripping yourself up. Carol frowned. I'm sorry, sir, but that doesn't sound much like an ELO's job to me. I thought my job would be essentially analytical, not operational. Morgan glanced at Surtees, who nodded and picked up the conversational baton. Carol, there is no doubt in this room that you will make a terrific ELO. But in the process of dealing with your application, it's become clear to all of us that there is something very specific that you and you alone can provide in the context of this single complex operation. For that reason, we would like you to consider undertaking a day-long undercover role-play so we can observe your reactions under pressure. Whatever the outcome of that, I can promise that it will not adversely affect our decision about your fitness to join NCIS as an ELO. Carol swiftly processed what Surtees had said. It sounded to her as if they were saying the job was hers regardless. They were telling her she had nothing to lose by playing along with their eccentric suggestion. What exactly are you asking me to do? she said, her face guarded, her voice neutral. Thorson took the lead. Tomorrow you will receive a full brief on the role you are to assume. On the appointed day you will go to where you've been told and do your best to achieve the goals set out in your brief. You must remain in character from the moment you leave home until one of us tells you the role-play is over. Is that clear? Will I have to deal with members of the public, or will it just be other officers? Carol asked. Morgan's ruddy face broke into a grin. I'm sorry we can't tell you any more right now. You'll get your brief in the morning. And as of now, you're on leave. We've cleared that with your management team. You'll need that time to do some research and prepare yourself for your role. Any more questions? Carol fixed him with the cool grey stare that had worked so often in police interview rooms. Did I get the job? Morgan smiled. You got a job, DCI Jordan. It may not be the one you expected, but I think it's fair to say you're not going to be a Met officer for very much longer. Driving back to her Barbican flat, Carol was barely conscious of the traffic that flowed around her. Although she liked to think that, professionally, she always expected the unexpected, the course of the afternoon's proceedings had caught her completely unawares. 
First the appearance out of the blue of Paul Bishop, then the bizarre turn the interview had taken. Somewhere around the elevated section of the Westway, Carol's bewilderment started to develop an edge of irritation. Something stank. An ELO's job wasn't operational. It was analytical. It wasn't a field job. She'd be flying a desk, sifting and sorting intelligence from a wide variety of sources across the European Union. Organized crime, drugs, the smuggling of illegal immigrants, that's what she'd be focusing on. An ELO was the person with the computer skills and the investigative nous to make connections, to filter out the background noise and come up with the clearest possible map of criminal activity.